Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday itself, following all of the rich and complex liturgies of the past week, the Mass is comparatively simple. The Church is generally overflowing with people. We focus on the Gospel accounts of the resurrection of the Lord and on the renewal of our baptismal promises. We reflect on the stories of the women who had followed Jesus so faithfully throughout the course of his public ministry, who stood by him at the foot of the cross at the end. We hear how Joseph of Arimathea had to donate a tomb to the dead man, and how his burial was rushed and incomplete because the Sabbath would begin at sundown and no further work could be done. We listen as, early on the morning of Easter Sunday, those same women returned with spices and fresh linens to complete the work of his burial. But on that first Easter Sunday morning, they are instead confronted with an empty tomb and an unanswerable question, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? Luke 24, 5-6 Some thirty years before, angels had appeared to humble shepherds and brought them good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Luke 2.10 On this Easter day, angels would appear to these humble women with even greater news. He is not here, but he has been raised. Remember what he said to you. Luke 24.6-7 The women, including Mary Magdalene and others, then raced to tell the apostles the good news, only to be met with skepticism. The stories conclude with the risen Jesus appearing in their midst. The Easter season will continue for the next 50 days, concluding some seven weeks later with the Solemnity of Pentecost. The Sacred Triduum concludes on the evening of Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord is the greatest feast in the Church's calendar. It stands first among all the solemnities, feasts, and memorials in the Church's year. It is the day when our salvation was accomplished and the old world was made young again. For those who came before, and for us today, it is truly the end of one pilgrimage and the beginning of another. Conclusion We began these meditations by speaking to you about the idea of a pilgrimage being a religious journey taken for a spiritual reason. For 2,000 years, those who have called themselves Christians have been making pilgrim journeys out of love for the Lord and of their faith. Pilgrims desire to deepen their relationship with the Lord, receive special graces, and be refreshed and renewed in the practice of their religion. It is a wonderful thing to go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land or to another site associated with our faith. You are encouraged to consider making an actual pilgrimage voyage someday. However, there is that special pilgrimage that we can all take and which the Lord offers us the opportunity to make each and every year. Every Catholic is strongly encouraged, and especially every Catholic's family, to commit themselves at the beginning of Lent to make the pilgrimage of Holy Week at the end of Lent. Attending the Masses and other liturgies of Holy Week is the best way to ensure that we make the time to fully immerse ourselves in this special grace-filled journey. It is also an opportunity for all of us to grow in a spirit of holiness and mission. We are fellow pilgrims, and we travel together in the footsteps both of the Lord and of all our ancestors who have gone before us. 
remember that the Lord himself has invited you to make this pilgrimage with him. And there are special graces he has in store for you that he can only impart to you in this way through this journey. It is the perfect opportunity to complete our Lent and prepare for Easter. May these reflections help you to a better understanding and appreciation of what you are going to experience in the pilgrimage of the Great Week. Thank you for listening.